nation's capital. Here is tonight's Nations Report. And coming up in this evening's Nations Report for today, the 21st day of December 2021, on the local scene, consumer rights awareness campaign launched in the TCI regionally U.S. to provide offensive weapons, armed vehicles to Haiti. Internationally, China rejects democracy concerns from the West over Hong Kong elections and then sports West Indies women to start World Cup against New Zealand. These are just some of the headlines coming up for today. With the details, I'm Damian Wilson. And now, here is tonight's news. Consumers in the TCI are getting the attention that they deserve. On the 6th of Jan, that's the 6th of December, the Department of Trade, Industry and Fair Competition hosted the Consumers King campaign launched at the Beaches, Turks and Caicos Resort in Providenciales. The campaign aims to raise public awareness about the Turks and Caicos Islands Consumer Protection Ordinance by highlighting the rights of consumers and the obligations of providers. Key among the dignitaries in attendance at the launch were His Excellency Governor Nigel Dakin, TCI Premier Honorable Charles Washington Mizzig, and Deputy Premier and Minister of Finance, Trade and Investment, the Honorable Erwin J. Sanders. In addition, a wide cross-section of stakeholders from across the Turks and Caicos Islands represented government departments and agencies, retailers, private sector umbrella groups, academia, and the media. Throughout the event, participants were given the opportunity to learn more about the campaign's objectives, which include to promote dialogue on the impact and application of the Consumer Protection Ordinance, to preclude unfair and misleading business practices, and to prevent the exploitation of vulnerable members of the community. Representing the interests of the business community, the TCI Chamber of Commerce presented on the role of providers towards the implementation of the ordinance. While the Department of Environmental Health enlightened participants on consumer safety issues in the Turks and Caicos Islands. Notably, a dramatic performance by the students from the Clemenhald High School emphasized a real-world application of the ordinance. The panel discussion segment, which featured panelists from pertinent government departments and the private sector, provided an outlet for frank and meaningful discussions on the key provisions of the ordinance, says the department. Video presentation and interactive activities were also utilized by the Department of Trade to highlight the campaign's key theme, Consumer Protection is Everybody's Business. Immediately following the campaign launch, the department says that it hosted a series of informal exchanges across the TCI to educate consumers and providers about their rights and obligations, respectively. The Department of Trade team visited Grand Turk and Sol Key on 7th December, North and Middle Caicos on 8th December, and Providenciales on 10th December. However, due to unforeseen circumstances, the visit to South Caicos was postponed into early January 2022. As the institutional guardian of consumer rights in the Turks and Caicos Islands, the department says that it will continue to disseminate information about consumer rights through its Did You Know series. The series 
aimed to provide easy-to-remember tidbits of information about the ordinance using a variety of media channels. Additionally, it is intended to educate stakeholders about the consumer complaints mechanism. The Department of Trade is also actively promoting its consumer protection jingle competition. High school students from across the TCI are invited to showcase their creativity by developing a jingle which endorses the slogan, Consumer Protection is Everybody's Business. The winner will receive a trophy and $1,500 cash prize. Furthermore, the winning jingle will be used in future promotional activities for the Consumer is King campaign. For further information about the consumer protection in the TCI and how to enter the consumer protection jingle competition, you can visit the government's website, www.gov.tc forward slash trade, or contact the Department of Trade on 649-338-5213. Flo Turks and Caicos is making waves once again this holiday season as children from across Grand Turk and North Caicos were given a special Christmas treat as employees of Flo TCI visited their communities bearing gifts as part of their annual Christmas tour in partnership with the Rotary Club of Grand Turk in the nation's capital and the office of the district commissioner in North Caicos. Flo TCI manager Joanne Mizick said it is the most exciting time of the year for them and that they are always happy to give back to our communities and to the kids around the different islands as we move into the Christmas season. Mizik noted that they had a great time visiting all the primary schools in Grand Turk on the 9th of December with their Rotary family and then watching the kids light up at Christmas in the Park on December 10th in North Caicos. The team from Flo and Rotary Grand Turk visited six schools on the first stop of the tour, including the Eliza Simons Primary School, the Una Glinton Primary, Faith Preparatory School, the New Testament Daycare, and Allen's Preschool. Speaking on behalf of the Rotary Club of Grand Turk, President Larissa Francis said it gave them great joy and a sense of pride to be able to put smiles on the faces of little ones during the holiday season. She also expressed that the curb, that's the club, is most grateful to Flo, who helped to make this project a success, and they look forward to continued partnerships in the new year. The next stop on the tour was in North Caicos as the Christmas in the Park event. The district commissioner's office and flow team decorated the park near Horstable Beach with a beautiful Christmas tree and lights for the kids from the community. The flow sleigh brought over 150 gifts and their very own Santa Claus. District Commissioner for North Caicos, Sinclair Musgrove, shared that the toys and the time the flow team spent with the kids in North Caicos was priceless. Emphasizing that this is a great testament to community building. D.C. Musgrove went on to say that this holiday season flu has put smiles on the faces of children and a song in the hearts of parents. She thanked the flu team on behalf of the community of North Caicos. The Christmas tour for Flo continued on 15th of December to the 150th annual Anlingen Church Bazaar celebrations here in Grand Turk, followed by the Overback Community Christmas Tree Lighting on December 17th. The Flo Christmas tour concludes with the annual one-minute Christmas shopping spree and customer appreciation day. Celebrations kicked off today at the Flo office in Grand Turk and will continue on tomorrow, Wednesday, 22nd December. 
December in Providenciales. With that, we say congratulations to Veronica Williams of Grand Turk, who set a new record during the Grand Turk Flow one-minute shopping spree and racked up a total of over $2,000 worth of goods. You go, Veronica. Let's see if the Providenciales run tomorrow. We'll top that. We'll be right back with more local news after this quick break. Fortis TCI announces the appointment of Mrs. Nakira John Durham as Director of Corporate Communications, Brand Development, and Marketing. Mrs. John Durham is a Turks and Caicos Islander with over 10 years' experience in the communications industry, having started her career in broadcast journalism, where she worked as a lead news anchor for several years. Mrs. John Durham pivoted to the local healthcare sector in 2016 as public relations and marketing manager for Interhealth Canada Limited, and was later promoted to the company's senior management team with an expanded portfolio. According to Fortis TCI, Mrs. John Durham has designed and implemented several corporate communication plans with comprehensive strategies that have yielded positive stakeholder relations, strong brand positioning, and community outreach. The company goes on to say that she is that she also served as a crucial resource on several projects in the healthcare management, including but not limited to service design, medical referrals management, and international accreditation assessments. She is highly passionate, proficient in various multimedia specialties, and has strong strategic planning, critical thinking, and leadership skills. Mrs. Joan Durham holds a Master of Science in Business with Marketing from the University of Essex and a Bachelor of Arts in Communication, Media, and Journalism from the University of Buckingham. Fortis says that in her new role, she is responsible for outreach activities across all service territories. She is expected to build and deliver a communications plan that leads to long-term building, encompassing public relations, social media, stakeholder relations, community engagement, and content strategy. Mrs. John Durham will also provide senior level support and, in some instances, lead the development and implementation of strategic matters, including annual budgeting, staffing, training plans related to multi-stakeholder corporate communications and crisis communications. Expressing her enthusiasm for her new role, Mrs. John Durham stated that Fortis TCI has a vibrant corporate communications culture and is she is on it to be working for a company that is forward-thinking, committed to innovation and excellence. She also noted that she looked forward to working in her new role and deploying strategies that will support the company's strategic goals, strengthen engagement across all stakeholders, and generally increase their footprint in the community. Commenting on the appointment, Fortis TCI President and CEO Ruth Forbes said that this appointment demonstrates the company's commitment to community outreach, internal and external stakeholder engagement. Uh, 
Forbes continued, noting that the energy sector locally, regionally, and globally is undergoing a major shift towards more sustainable energy sources. The engagement of various stakeholders and raising awareness of their renewable energy programs among customers are important to this transition. And she is confident that Mrs. Sean Durham will help to expand their communications framework alongside their current superb team members as they pursue a lower carbon energy future to benefit the environment and our communities. And as we wrap things up here on the local scene and bringing back a story from yesterday we carried in relation to COVID-19 health tips for the holidays, the Ministry of Health is continuing to ask members of the public to get vaccinated as best way to protect themselves and others. And also asking those vaccinated persons who have been double jabbed to get their booster shots to increase their overall protection, particularly against variants like Omicron and Delta, whether you will be traveling internationally nationally, regionally, or locally, or not at all. The ministry is also encouraging persons to follow the relevant health guidelines during the holiday season, such as wearing well-fitted masks over your mouth and nose if you are in public or and indoor settings, especially while around others. Even those who are fully vaccinated should still wear a mask in public and outdoor settings. Outdoors are safer than indoors. Avoid crowded, poorly ventilated areas. If you are sick or have symptoms, do not host or attend any social gatherings. Get tested if you have symptoms of COVID-19 or had close contact with someone who has COVID-19. Call the health hotlines at 333-0911 or 232-9444 to arrange testing. Practice physical distancing and frequent hand hygiene. If you are considering traveling, the ministry recommends that eligible persons are fully vaccinated prior to doing so. Please familiarize yourself with the entry requirements for any country you may visit. And persons who are fully vaccinated can apply for their COVID-19 vaccine e-certificate by sending an email to vaccineid at gov.tc to include two forms of identification and a copy of the handwritten card issued at the time of vaccination. If you are not fully vaccinated and travel, please be reminded that all unvaccinated residents on their return to the TCI are subject to a mandatory seven-day quarantine on their return and test at the end of the quarantine period, which must be negative before your release. If you consume alcohol, please consume in moderation. Intoxication not only contributes to accidents, but also inhibits compliance with health protocols. Persons with underlying medical conditions or on treatment that may weaken their immune systems are still vulnerable to COVID-19, even if fully vaccinated. These persons should continue to take all precautions, including wearing a well-fitted mask, If a member of your household or a household that you visit has a weakened immune system or is at increased risk for severe disease, it is recommended that they themselves and you wear a mask when in contact. If you are gathering with a group of people from multiple households, you should consider implementing additional measures such as avoiding crowded indoor spaces, testing, and knowing your COVID-19 status before the gathering to further reduce the risk. The ministry emphasizes that it is important that everyone takes the necessary precautions to enjoy a safe holiday season this year. This brings us to the end of the segment of the newscast. Stay tuned. Up next is news from the region. 
United States has announced plans to provide Haiti with weapons and armed vehicles in an effort to counter the numerous challenges facing the country. This was disclosed during a high-level virtual meeting convened on Friday at the initiative of the United States to address the security and political and economic challenges in Haiti and to offer possibilities of support to the Haitian people. Haiti was represented at this meeting by Haitian Chancellor Jean Victor Genesis and the Ambassador of Haiti in Washington, Edmund Borchette. The meeting was led by the Assistant Secretary of State for the Americas Affairs, Brian A. Nichols. According to Chancellor Genius, the Haitian government had made specific requests for the training of police officers, the equipment of armaments necessary to face the firepower of the gangs, and an intelligence service to accompany the dismantling of the gangs. We agree that the Haitian National Police need additional support from the international community. He said while stressing that a broad consensus existed that the situation in Haiti was, above all, a police challenge and not a military one. Meanwhile, Todd Robinson, the Assistant Secretary of State for International Narcotics and Law Enforcement, announced that in the first half of 2022, trainers will be in Haiti to support the National Police. There will be armored vehicles, troop carriers, lethal weapons to fight the gangs, said Genius, who said that Americans seem to have changed their mindsets, whereas previously they were opposed to providing lethal weapons to Haiti. For his part, Nichols said a lot of work still needs to be done, but the Haitian police are looking forward to the promised delivery. In news further afield, China has hit back at criticism from Western nations over the Hong Kong elections, accusing them of interfering in its affairs. Hong Kong's legislature voted on Sunday saw more than 90% of the seats available go to pro-Beijing candidates. Prior to the vote, China had made sweeping changes to Hong Kong's electoral system, including a rule that allowed Beijing to vet candidates. Several nations said the poll had eroded democracy in Hong Kong. On Monday, following the results of the poorly attended election, the foreign ministers of the United Kingdom, the United States, Canada, Australia and New Zealand said China's new rules had eliminated any meaningful political opposition. Since the handover, candidates with diverse political views have contested elections in Hong Kong. This election this election has reversed that trend, said the group also known as the Five Eyes Alliance. Separately, the G7 Group of Developed Nations and the European Union also expressed concern. The G7 urged Beijing to end the unwarranted oppression of those who promote the democratic values and the defense of rights and freedoms. On Tuesday morning, China's embassy in Australia responded it with condemnation. It accused the Five Eyes nations of reversing the truth and attempting to meddle in Hong Kong politics, interfere in China's internal affairs, and hinder China's development. Hong Kong is China's Hong Kong, it said, adding that Beijing and Hong Kong authorities know best how to secure 
prosperity and stability of Hong Kong. It also defended the elections as saying it had been fair, equitable, open for all voters and was supported by all communities of Hong Kong society. Just 30.2% of Hong Kong's registered 4.2 million voters showed up to the poll on Sunday, the lowest turnout in decades. Analysts said this reflected voters' awareness of the election's limits. Democracy activists have described it as a sham. Previous lawmakers who were critical of Beijing were barred from standing, with most in exile or in jail. Voters this time around could also only vote for 20 spots, less than half of the positions previously available to be elected by the public. Hong Kong used to belong to Britain and it was granted certain freedoms which are not available in the mainland, including voting rights when it was handed back to China in 1997. These freedoms are supposed to last to 2050. But Beijing's crackdown on political dissent over the past two years has severely restricted those rights. A wide-ranging national security law passed last year has also largely criminalized any anti-China actions. Stay tuned to Radio Turks and Caicos. Up next is news. That's sports. Sorry. West Indies women will play host New Zealand in the opening match of the 2020 ICC Women's Cricket World Cup, according to the full updated fixture. The two sides will kick off the tournament on March 4th at the Bay Oval and Torenga. The first set of games will also see two massive rivalries take the center stage with Australia taking on England at Selden Park in Hamilton on 5th March and India facing Pakistan and Torenga the following day. A total of 31 games will be played across 31 days with the eight teams clashing to get their hands on the coveted World Cup trophy. Auckland, Christchurch, Dendane, Hamilton, and Taranga, and Wellington will be the six cities that will host the tournament. Australia, England, South Africa, and India qualified for the event on the basis of their position in ICC Women's Championship 2017-2020, while New Zealand automatically qualified as they were hosts. On the basis of the ODI team rankings, Bangladesh, Pakistan, and West Indies were the final three teams to book their berth for the World Cup after the Women's Cricket World Cup qualifier was called off following the emergence of the Omicron variant of the COVID-19 virus in South and South Africa. The Women's World Cup will be played in the league format where all eight teams will face each other once at the end of which the top four teams will qualify for the semifinals. The semifinals will be played at the Basin Reserve in Wellington on March 30th while the Hagley Oval in Christchurch will host the second semifinal on March 31st and the final on April 3rd. Both the semifinals and the finals will have a reserve day in place. This brings us to the end of today's newscast. Stay tuned for a recap of the headlines.
And recapping today's news headlines for the 21st day of December 2021. On the local scene, consumer rights awareness campaign launched in the TCI. Regionally, the U.S. to provide offensive weapons and armed vehicles to Haiti. Internationally, China rejects democracy concerns from the West over Hong Kong elections. And in sports, West Indies women to face New Zealand in World Cup opener. For the news and production team, I'm Damien Wilson saying thank you for joining us for today's newscast. Have yourselves a wonderful and blessed Tuesday evening. Take care, guys. We'll see you tomorrow for another edition of the news. Join us again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.